Well, we finished our series last week out of the book of Acts, so Michael is going to, to do a standalone sermon this week. Woo. Woo. Just felt the interest level. Just woo, went right up. What? What is he going to say? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on hockey. But talking about hockey, no. Uh, uh, before I get into the message, uh, I want to report on last weekend. As you know, we've been in a, uh, a giving campaign called Beyond the Building, and uh, last weekend we collected both pledge cards where, where you know, uh, you've, we, we pledged amounts of money with the goal, the hope of paying off the mortgage, which would free up uh, cash, money to go towards ministry and all the different counties and all the different communities that rep- are represented in our church. And that's where the go cards come in, where God's stirring up ideas of how he wants to shine through you, uh, where you live. And I just wanted to give a report from last week. And as of this morning, uh, the amount of pledges that have come in are, no, are uh, $425,000, which is awesome. So you can clap for that. That's a good thing. And uh, I've also read, I've been reading some of the Go cards, and uh, uh, there's just some amazing ideas that are getting stirred up of just in people's neighborhoods and communities. Uh, I know that for some of you, you weren't, uh, you weren't here last weekend. Uh, you weren't able to hand off either your pledge card or your Go card. And just as a reminder, we're still, we're still collecting those. We have boxes in the lobby uh, one on, uh, near either uh, exit as you leave today. But uh, again, our encouragement the whole time has been, you ask Jesus, you ask him, how much do you want me to give? You ask him, how do you want me to get involved? And all we ask is that you obey him and uh, uh, do what he tells you to do. And, and as far as, you know, as the church, as we move on from here, obviously the goal was to pay off the mortgage. Now, uh, we didn't do that, but that's a pretty significant chunk. Uh, So we're committed to two things as we move on. Number one is this. We're committed as a church to live within our means. That means that as we move into the new year and to start having uh, go meetings where we're going to start talking about and and planning some of these different uh, 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 ministries that are going to be going on in different communities, it just means we probably won't have as much or or cash to put towards this as we move into that, uh, into doing those. But we're also committed to uh, to doing what we've been talking about is taking who we are and what we believe in beyond the building. Uh, so uh, I want to say one thing too, and I really do mean this, even though there's a part of me says you shouldn't say this. But what I'm going to say is, or what I mean is, even if God tells you don't give a dime, seriously, even if He says don't give a dime, we still want you to fill out a go card because we believe, like what Danny was saying, we want to be a deliberate people. We believe God has put us on planet Earth for a reason, right? It's not just to avoid things, it's to do things. It's to love on people and to point people to Jesus. And we don't want anyone to miss out on that. So please, take some time, uh, fill out a go-card. As you leave today, again, there's cards, but there's also booklets. If you're sitting there thinking, what is that guy talking about? There's booklets there that explain uh, the whole campaign. So, okay, uh, second gear. Here we go. So next, thir- or, yeah, next Thursday is Thanksgiving in case you didn't know that. And uh, I think we need to get the important stuff out of the way. Uh, first question is this. Who's going to be having turkey on Thursday? Look at that. See? Whew, I should have called my bookie in Vegas. I knew it. Who is going to have... Uh, not that that's good. Well, who is going to have ham on Thursday? See, this is like almost exactly like last night. And who's going to go to White Castle? <laughs> 
Well, I know. <laughs> yeah, pray for Danny. Pray that God would deliver him from the... Uh, uh, but, you know, I know that we all have lots of different traditions, lots of different things we do at Thanksgiving. You may sit around the table and just uh, thank God for different things. But, you know, as you look through all through the Bible, you look through history, church history, look back to the pilgrims, and uh, Christians, followers of Jesus, have always been marked by being a thankful people. We've always been known as a thankful, gracious, grateful people. And, you know, uh, we've just come through this series on Acts where the main character is this guy, Paul. And if you look through all of Paul's letters, all these letters he wrote to different churches, there's lots of different uh, themes in those letters. But one of the themes that's carried through every one of his letters is the theme of giving thanks, of being thankful. And if, you're, you know, if you think back in the series we just did and you look at Paul's life, it's like, man, that guy had a rough go, right? I mean, he had his head lopped off at the end of his life. Like, what does he have to be thankful for? I mean, I look at, uh, you know, many of the letters he wrote were written from prison. Uh, if you look at his life, his life would not make a great marketing brochure for, for Christianity. Come follow Jesus. You know, take the Paul excursion. You know, you'll be beat with fists. You'll be stoned with rocks. You know, ever wanted to be shipwrecked? Ever wanted to be bit by a poisonous snake? I mean, on and on and on. This guy's just had a rough go of things. And yet, all through his writings, he is saying, give thanks. Be thankful. Well, what we see in Paul's life is uh, Paul's thanks was not anchored in his circumstances. Paul's thanks was anchored in the one who was over and above his circumstances. If you look in your, in your notes, uh, let me fill in the first little section there under introduction. And it's this, and this is what we see in Paul's life. Big God, boop, boop, big God equals big thanks. Right? Big God equals big thanks. When you look at the life of Paul, it was just so obvious in the way he lived his life, the attitude of his heart that Paul belonged to was following and believed in a big God. I mean, it would have been contagious to hang out with this guy that, that, that it was just, he demonstrated a life of, I belong to a big God who can do anything. Right? And, it's, and, that's, and that, that was where his, his thanks was, was anchored. And you know, you talk about thanks and it doesn't, it seems like a really insignificant thing, right? Being a thankful person. But, you know, I believe that our level of thanks, our level of giving thanks is directly related to how we see God. Does that make sense? If you belong to a big God, if you see him, if you've experienced him and you see him as a big God, an active God, a faithful God, a loving God, I guarantee you're a thankful person. I guarantee you that you're quick to give him the credit. Quick to give him thanks. But if he's a little God, a cheap God, a disappointing God, I guarantee that you're going to be far from a thankful person. You're going to be more of a, well, we'll get to that a little later, but you probably will be more of a complainer, right? What we want to look at tonight, or today, darn it, they can edit that. My parents are going to hear this one, I know it. My dad will shake his head. Oh, that boy. No. Okay. I just got to call my counselor real quick. So we're going to look at the power of giving thanks. Something that seems, you know, you know, one little word or two little word, thanks, thank you. Something that seems small and insignificant is actually an incredibly powerful tool. That, that if you see God as little, right, just by working into your life a thankful heart, 
it's a tool that helps us get in touch with and experience the bigness of God. That's what we're talking about today. So let's pray, and then we'll jump into uh, the rest of the message. So Lord, uh, uh, thank you for, for this morning. Thank you for each one that's here. Thank you for just that time of, of worship where we got to focus on you and just be reminded of how big and awesome you are. Lord, I thank you that uh, you know each one of us today. You know what's going on. You know how we feel right now, what we're thinking. And I pray uh, that you would come today and just grow our, our uh, understanding and our picture of you. Just come be who you are. Come be the big, awesome God. Lord, we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles at the front and also uh, on the stage and uh, back on the sound booth. And I uh, just encourage you to follow along. There may, be, may even be some verses you want to underline, but uh, I will be jumping around. But number one in your notes is this. It says, the power of giving thanks. And like I said, giving thanks or being a thankful person may seem like a, you know, a small thing. But here's, let me fill in the first one and number one. When we give thanks, right, when we say thank you to God, we are, it is a declaration of dependence. When we say thank you to God, it is a declaration of dependence. And, and what I mean is this. Again, all through Paul's letters, there's this theme of thanks. Give thanks. Be thankful. He isn't just being polite, right? He isn't just being Canadian, right? <laughs> Make myself laugh already. He, he is declaring his dependence, his thanks is him saying, my hope is in you. Listen, uh, one of his letters, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says this. Paul said this, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, right? It's a declaration of dependence. And, and isn't it, uh, uh, I think it's important to notice there that it says give thanks in all circumstances, not give thanks for all circumstances, right? Think of the life of Paul, the guy who said this, where he, think back, I think it was Acts 16, remember him and his buddy Silas, they got, they got flogged and thrown in jail, and they're sitting in jail in, in, in stocks, right? And it says that they were singing hymns and praying at midnight in prison. I guarantee they weren't thanking God for what was going on. Oh, my back's ripped open. And, you know, it's like, I've got gangrene. You know, it's sort of like, they, I guarantee they weren't uh, thanking God for, but they were thanking him in the circumstance. Thank you that our lives are in your hands. Thank you that these guys who think we're their prisoners, they can't do anything to us unless you allow it. Doesn't that make a difference? Right, it's thank you in the circumstance that God, my, we're declaring, our thanks is declaring our dependence on him in the midst of the circumstance. And I, you know, when I look at that uh, and what Paul says, it, it says to me, and, it, and it's so cool to me that God is saying to us, you know what, I, I understand your humanity, right? I understand your weakness and just how we're wired, because wouldn't it be incredibly cruel if he said, Hey, if you want to come follow me, you know, it's like, it's like you need to thank me for everything. I want you to slap a smile on your face no matter what you're going through. So a loved one's just been diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. Give thanks. It's like, no. 
It's not give thanks. That's scary. That's like, that, that's frightening. That's, that's, that's unfair. Right? All the things that go through your mind, that's, that's a reminder that we live in a broken world. God's not saying thank, say thank you for that. He's saying in the midst of that, thank him. Thank him that you, that your loved one, that the situation, whatever's going on, that it's in his hands. Our thanks declares our dependence in a big God who's, who is in control. And you know, you see this when you look at the example of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you see him over and over through thanks in impossible situations. You see him declaring his dependence. And, and here, here's what I mean. Remember the story of the, uh, the feeding of the 5,000? Just an awesome story, awesome miracle, right? Where uh, there's, you know, there's, it says that there were 5,000 men. That means there are you know, thousands more women, children, pets. There were four Uber drivers hanging out on the fringe. <laughs> Maybe. But, but, you know, and Jesus is looking at this situation, and he looks at the disciples, and he goes, hey, these guys are hungry. You feed them. And they're like, what? Are you, I mean, talk about impossible situation, and they're like, well, all we've got is this little lunch. And look what Jesus does. Matthew 14, 19 says this. It says, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people, and everyone got to eat. And you know, that what I see going on in that story is, I guarantee all eyes were on Jesus, right, especially the disciples. Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And I see him, you know, he's looking up to heaven, and he's holding this little tiny lunch in his hands, and he's going, thank you, Father, right? He's declaring his dependence, thank you, you are a big God. You can do anything. In fact, I know what you're going to do. I know that you're going to, you know, I know that you're a big God. These guys don't know it yet, right? They're still getting there. And I know that you're going to blow their minds in a second, right? But his thanks is declaring his dependence on that. Uh, story of, uh, remember the story of Lazarus, Mary and Martha? These are some friends of Jesus. And uh, uh, Lazarus gets sick. And they, the, the, the sisters send for Jesus, and, he, and he, you know, he, if you're familiar with the story, he holds off, he waits a few days, and when he finally gets to town, they're like, Jesus, he's, you know, if only you would have come when he was sick, and now he's dead, he's been in, in, uh, in the tomb now for a few days, and Jesus, he walks up, and he's, you know, he says, roll away the stone, and they're like, oh, and, and here's what the story says, uh, John eleven forty one. 41, it says, so they took away the stone, and here he does it again. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Again, here's Jesus as an example to us in the midst of an impossible situation, in the midst of maybe whatever you're going through right now, setting the example of through thanks, through the giving of thanks to say, our hope is in you. Our trust is in you. We're, we're declaring our dependence. So the first one is the uh, uh, power of giving thanks. It declares our dependence. And the next one there is it silences the complainer. Okay? Silences the complainer. And wouldn't you agree uh, that our culture, and especially this time of year, I was out grocery shopping yesterday and the frenzy has started already. And wouldn't you agree that we're increasingly becoming a rude culture? 
You talk about ungrateful. I, uh, Helen and I were out in California last weekend for a family wedding and just, you know, in the airport and restaurants and different places where we went, lots of lineups. I just was, I was observing all the eye rolling and all the comments, just mean, nasty things because you made me wait 30 seconds. You know what I mean? It's like, just this, there's just this rudeness. And did you know that one of the signs of the end times is that people become ungrateful? Right? We're so quick to, or I know I'm so quick to judge and say, oh man, they're legalizing that and they're not stopping that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're the reason we're going down. It's like, that's, well, I think there's some truth there, but it's also our whining and complaining. It's a sign that this thing is winding down. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 says, uh, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. And the list goes on and on and on. Ungrateful. It's a sign of the end times. And, and really, aren't we ungrateful when we don't get what we want? We're ungrateful when we don't think we uh, received the treatment that we thought we deserved. And giving thanks, looking for opportunities to thank God and to thank people, one of the powers of giving thanks is that it guards us from that ugly thing inside us as human beings, that ugly entitlement. Right? I, one of my favorite comedian, comedians is a guy named uh, Brian Regan, um, and he talks about the me monster. Me, me, me. And he just, you know, just how we get consumed with, with me. And, 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 uh, but giving thanks, that's like a weapon against that. Does that make sense? It's uh, keeping that... That ugly thing at bay because, you know, putting ourselves above other people, right? Putting ourselves up here and treating other people like, well, you're just here to, you know, to make life go smoother for me, right? That totally flies in the face of the example of Jesus, of the command of Jesus. Remember uh, Matthew 22, the Pharisees, the religious leaders were constantly pestering Jesus with questions and I... You know, my hunch is on the, on the, uh, on the front end, when it, they're just trying to figure Jesus out. Like, this guy's different. This rabbi's different than all the other ones. Right? But, I, but then as it, as it progressed, they were trying to trip him up, trying to, you know, sort of snag him. And, and one of the times they come to him, they say, hey, Jesus, you know, what's the, the most important commandment? Right? If we're, if we're going to please God, what's, the, what's, the, what's number one on your list? And what does Jesus say? He says, the most important thing, the most important command is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. And if we do that, if we set out each day to love God with how we live our lives, with the words that come out of our mouths, with, you know, the way we live, if we set out to do that, the, the natural result is, it's number two, Jesus says, is that we love our neighbor, right? The power of giving thanks one of the ways that we, you know, that we love God is by loving others. And the power of thanks is it's valuing someone. And it's this tool. It's, it's a weapon God has given us, given us to protect us from that sense of entitlement. Let's go on. Number two. It says in your notes, ways that we give thanks to God. And this is more uh, practical. And the first one is really simple, like really simple. But the first one, uh, the ways we give thanks, the first one is merely by saying it. Right? Saying it. Saying it. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck in a loop. There we go. Saying. Now I know how Pat Sajak feels sometimes. 
Okay, not a lot of... <laughs> Talk about that later. So here's what I mean. And, and saying it, you know, when we say praying, praying is just talking to God, right? It's just talking to God. So let me ask you a question then. So beyond, beyond you know, saying thank you at meals, when do you, when do you ever say thank you to God? Like, just think about that. When do you actually out loud say thank you to God? See, I said in the introduction, if, you, if God is little in your eyes, one of the ways, there's lots of ways, but one of the ways that he, we, we get more in touch with his bigness, right, is through giving thanks. It's through thanking him. It's through, you know, giving, looking for opportunities to say thank you. Right? You want to grow, you want your vision of God to grow. Let me give you a real simple practice that I, I've been doing for the last few, few years that has been incredibly helpful in my life. And it's just like I said, it's looking for opportunities to thank God, looking for opportunities in my everyday life to give God the credit, right? To, to, to uh, you know, be aware, even in the small ways, to be aware of his activity in my life. So here's what I mean. I know this happens to all of us where, uh, you know, there's times where you're heading out the door, uh, uh, you know, you're running off to work or you're going off somewhere and just as you're going out the door, you, this voice in your head says, hey, don't forget that book or don't forget whatever, right? See, to, uh, uh, what I'm trying to do in this, the practice is just this. It's when that happens, it's saying, it's acknowledging, it's giving God the credit for that. That's, that's not just... Uh, uh, you know, a coincidence, I say, thank you, God. That's you. I mean, of all that's going on on planet Earth and you're watching over me forgetting a book, I say, thank you, God. That's you. I'm giving him the credit. Uh, I was out uh, last week, I was out one night going for a walk and I was thinking about the message and I was, you know, walking along and I had this great idea, which I knew if I shared it this weekend would spoke, spark global uh, re revival. Okay, a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was a really good thought. And I thought, I've got to remember that. When I get home, I need to write that down. And I walk in the door, and I go, now, what was that again? I'm like, oh, my whole message is going to be hinging on. And, and all of a sudden, poof, this voice just says it. And I go, oh, thank you, Lord. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Or, you know, uh, a few weeks back, you know, when we get into fall and autumn, right now it's, it's starting to get cold and gray, but, you know, a few weeks back, uh, don't you think Ohio just gets beautiful? All the colors, and I love to go for walks. I love walking down by, you know, Alum Creek. Um, and I'll go out, and I'll just, I'm, as I'm taking in all the beauty, I just say it out loud. God, this is awesome. I mean, these are dying leaves, and they look more alive than ever. They're just, they're just they're just glowing. They're so beautiful, and I give him thanks. This is my father's handiwork. See, and here's the thing. That seems so small, doesn't it? But I challenge you. I mean, money-back guarantee. If you start doing that, I, what's going to grow in your life is you are going to get more in touch with the bigness of God because the sense of awe towards him is going to grow. It's like, wow. Look at, look at all he's doing. Look, I mean, just, just as you go about your day, just, just a sense of his greatness, a, a, a greater sense of, of dependence in him. Like, you really care about me? Right, like, you're watching over that? Well, man, if you're looking over that little thing, well, I, I, I can trust you for this big thing. Or my favorite one is a sense of, 
Uh, a sense of friendship will grow in your life. A sense of he is always with me. He's, he's there all the time. He's watching over every step that I take. And uh, giving thanks, it helps us to focus on him. Right? I have a, a very dear friend that uh, I've been praying for for years. And this guy has a, uh, I won't get into the details, but he has a really, uh, a really hard life. And, you know, like I say, probably on a daily basis I pray for him. And, and I kind of have this laundry list. When I pray for him, I'm like, okay, God, we're going to pray for him now. Uh, please, and he's got a lot of struggles. Please help him with this. Please set him free from that. Please, you know, break into his life in that. I just heard this list that I go down. And about a year ago, I was praying for this guy. And, and again, it's like God intersected my thoughts. And he said, he said, you know what, this is great. Keep praying for this guy, but I want you to add something to your prayers. He said, I want you to start thanking me for all the ways that I'm working in this guy's life. As you pray, I want you to add thanksgiving. Well, that may, that may trigger, like ding, ding, ding. That may bring a certain verse to mind. Again, Paul said this in Philippians 4. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right? As you pray, pray with thanks. Give thanks as you pray. And you know what I've noticed is how that's brought new life to my prayers for this person. It's just, it's energized my faith and my confidence that God is working in this guy's life. Right? And it's like, it's like, uh, uh, you know, as I'm praying and, you know, you're, you're laying out your list to be going, that's right. Thank you, God. That's right. Your word says you made this guy in the first place. Thank you, God, that he's your creation. Thank you that you know this guy. You know how to get his attention. Thank you, God. Your word says that you love him. Your word says you have a plan for his life. Thank you. And this is, to me, one of the, just the awesome ones. And thank you, Lord, that you're committed to finish the work that you've started in this guy's life. See, I want to encourage you. I mean, I, uh, uh, whoever it is that's the bur- that bur- is like a burden on you, so, you know, someone in your family, a friend, you know, I want to encourage you to add thankfulness, thanksgiving, giving thanks to your prayer life. Because one of the beauties of it is that, you know, as, as you're looking at sort of the, it helps get your focus off of just the hopelessness and onto the hope, right? That declaration of dependence, like, okay, wait a minute, we're not alone in this. Does that make sense? Strongly encourage you to do that. And then another way that we say it, and, really, and we did it this morning, is through worship. Another way that we, we, we say our thanks is we, we, we did this morning, is when, when we open up our mouths and we sing it, we sing our thanks, we, you know, that we sing our praise, we, that declaration of who you are and what you've done, it is so powerful when we do that. Right? It's, so, it's, a, it's a weapon, this whole thing of, of praise is a weapon, and I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, especially when we gather, but when you're alone, when you're driving, when you feel that cloud, that dark cloud roll in of depression, of anxiety, of whatever it is, to sing, right? I don't care if you're a great singer or a lousy singer. Sing. It's not in the voice. It's what you're singing about. It's who you're singing to. We, like I said, we were in uh, uh, California. We were in San Francisco last weekend, and 
That's a beautiful city, or at least some parts are beautiful. But I, I felt the whole time we were there just this oppression, just this heaviness. And I just, it was like a, like a weird numbness. And it just, it just it, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. It just, I could, just some of the stuff we saw, it just, it just, and I found myself one day, I was walking down the street. It was early in the morning. I was off, going off to Starbucks, you know, having my quiet time. But, uh, okay, but I'm, I'm walking down the street and just feeling that. And I, and I literally, I, I felt like the Lord just said, sing. And I'm walking down the street. And I'm not, ta- you know, so I just started going, singing a song. Right, Frere Jacques. No, I started to sing. You know, I just started singing and worshiping. See, and there's something powerful. When, when God's people sing his praises, power is released. We're literally singing light into darkness. Right, in this picture, and I don't know if this, you know, this helps you, but it helps me. When I open up my mouth and I sing the praises of God, it's like an arsenal of weapons against the enemy. It's powerful. There's a, there's a story in the Old Testament where, you know, the people of Israel were surrounded by armies and they're like, oh, we are so in trouble. And, 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 and they look to God and they literally say, you know, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so as they go into war, as they go into battle, uh, they sing, <clears throat> excuse me, they sing their dependence. Second Chronicles 20 verse 22, it says this. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah. And they, all their enemies, were defeated as they began to sing. And let me challenge you. When we gather together, when you're on your own, wherever you are in life, God has given you a weapon. Sing. Sing it out. Sing to yourself. Many times David, in the Psalms, as he's talking to himself, he's going, come on, soul. Bless the Lord. Don't, don't. You know, get on a pity party or what, you know what I mean? Don't be distracted by what's going on. Bless the Lord. Focus on him. Right? Sing to yourself. Sing, sing to the darkness. Sing to the depression. Sing to the anxiety. Sing to the attack on that loved one. And sing the truth of who God is. That he's a big God. And nothing can happen unless he allows it. You know, another part of our worship that's powerful and uh, we do it every weekend, and uh, today we took it together, and other weekends we just have it set out as we take communion, where we remember the cross. We remember what was accomplished on the cross. You know, the little cracker that representing the body of Jesus broken in our place, right? This little cup of juice representing the blood that poured out so that we can be clean, so that we can be washed clean. And you know, you know uh, that's called communion. I know in our church growing up, it was called the Lord's Supper. But do you know that the word, the, the Greek word used for that in the Bible is the word Eucharist? You know, I, I never knew this. You know what it means? Eucharist means give thanks. Think about that. Every time, I mean, next weekend when you, you know, or at home, or when you take, next time you take communion, you remember the very act of doing that is giving thanks to God. It's powerful. So, so we can say it. Uh, we can say our thanks to God. But uh, the next point there is, is showing it. Right? We can say it, but there's also showing it. So how do we show thanks to God? Well, again, we look at the life of Paul. And, uh, and his view of God, the way he lived his life, it was just obvious that he was following and belonged to and believed in a big God. What we see in Paul's life, what we see in his writings is that, whew, whatever happens, 
Whatever need I have, whatever comes my way, he's got it covered. Right? It's so evident in Paul's life. Another one of his letters, he says in Philippians 4.19, he says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I know that's a familiar verse. Let me read that again. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So let me ask you a question. If that's true, what should our response be? Right? What should our response be? And I know last night, as soon as I said that, someone yelled out, thanks. We should give thanks. I'm like, yes. That is, yes. Thank you. I mean, talk about, you know, declaring our dependence. Thank you that you've promised in your word to, to take care of me, to take care of us. So you can say it, but then how do we show that? How do we show our thanks? Well, I would say, based on that verse alone, how we show our thanks is through generosity. Like, doesn't it make sense? If that's true, doesn't it make sense that Christians should be the most generous people on planet Earth, if that's true? Right? Uh, the fact that God has all our needs covered, that his promise to us is, don't worry, son. Don't worry, daughter. I got it. I've got this. Shouldn't that then uh, free us up to be generous with our time, with our, you know, our energy, with our, with our life experience, our know-how, our skills, our resources, our stuff, our money? I mean, shouldn't that free us up to be the most generous people see you know as I was going through that and, and thinking about this and thinking about being generous I I uh, I just sat back and I thought well to be honest God for me the area where I struggle to be generous is with my money my stuff right? and I don't know for you that might not be an issue for you it might be control for you it might be uh, you know uh, a relationship, or you know what I mean? For you, it might be a certain comforts. For you, it might be something else. But I know for me, when I look at that verse and I look at my life, I go, well, you know, I get anxious about money. I get really anxious about money. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic for the 80s people? Um, we live in one of the wealthiest nations on planet Earth, and yet we are probably some of the most stressed people about money, aren't we? Or I'll say that about myself. But I, you know, so if I was going to rewrite Philippians 4.19 from my perspective, here's how I would say it. And my God will meet some of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus, but the rest are up to you. So you better have all your bases covered or you're going to go without. That's me being honest, Right? Because the reality is I look at God and it's like, yeah, you're big in some areas, but you're pretty small in others. And, and uh, it's like, I trust you, God. I trust you to, to, to pay the price for my sins. I trust you that you've got my eternal destination covered and I can't wait. But I, I, I really struggle to trust you in the day-to-day -day stuff of life. Now, again, we're humans, and I don't know about you, but, but it's like, you know, forgiveness and eternal life, you know, there's sort of those out there concepts, you know what I mean? But bills and, and, and just life, it's like, it's, it's where we live. It's, it's like front and center. But here's the thing. Is this book true? 
right? I don't understand all this book, but I believe it's true. And I love uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, one of his quotes, and I'm sort of tweaking it a bit, but it's, it, it, is uh, when we look at the word of God, it's either all true or it's all false. What does he say? The only thing it can't be is partially true. Right? It, it, so, it, so that tells me then the problem, whatever it is, whether it's money, whatever your issue is, the, the problem isn't on God's end, is it? It's on my end. It's because he's little in certain areas. Well, how do you step into the bigness of God? How do you step into, how do we, if, you know, this side of heaven, I don't know about you, but I look at the life of Paul. I want to, uh, I want to live that kind of life. Now, I don't mean I want to go to jail. I want, you know what I mean? I don't mean that. <laughs> what I mean is I want to live the adventure. Right? I don't want to get to heaven and go, oh, man, now that I've met you, like now, Jesus, that we, I really know you, can I go back and do it again? Because I have a feeling most of us will get to heaven and go, oh, rats. I could have done that. I could have experienced you there. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get there. And, and, you know, I don't know if that's going to be possible to have regret. But I want to, this side of heaven, experience as much of the bigness of God as I can. Well, that means we're going to have to step out in faith and put ourselves in places where he has to show his bigness. Does that make sense? Right, so for me, I'm anxious about money. Believe, ask Helen. I can be a little, I've got deep pockets and short arms, right? Eh, nope. <laughs> Nope, can't, nope, not going to happen, nope. <laughs> and for those of you on, no. But you, know, so no. you know how I fight that? Right, I can thank God for his provision, but I need to show it. I need to do something, so I give. I try to be a generous person. I give, I try, I give to charities. I, we, you know, we, we're committed to supporting missionaries, right? We give uh, Compassion International. We support this little girl. Uh, uh, if we hear of people in need, I mean, we can't, we, don't, we can't always give, but if we hear of people in need, we try to give something, right? We try to be generous tippers to, you know what I mean? Where, where, when you go out this afternoon for lunch, please be generous, be a generous tipper. And it's like, and one of the things for me, uh, I was raised in a Christian home. My wife, Helen, wasn't. I was taught to read your Bible, pray every day. I was taught as a little boy to tithe, I can remember going to Sunday school with my quarter, and they had this little offering box. It's you know like a shaped like a church and little thing. And we'd go up there and thunk. We'd put our little quarter in. They'd pat us on the head, you know. And I was like, but I was taught that. But when we got married, that was the furthest thing from my mind. And here's my wife, who wasn't raised in the church. We're working on this thing called a budget. I didn't know what that was, but we're writing this thing out. And she said, at the top is tithe. And I was like, oh, well that's right. And we've been married almost 30 years. Every month, we write a tithe check, right? And we do that as a declaration of our dependence. We're showing our thanks, right? I'm saying, thank you for the money that we have. Thank you for the opportunities you've given me. Thank you for the skills you've given me that I can do this job, right? Thank you, uh, you know, uh, it's declaring my confidence is in you, God, when I write that check. It's not in my ability to invest or save. It is certainly not my, you know, I'm certainly not putting my trust in the economy. Right now, I save. I'm trying to pay down my mortgage as fast as I can. I'm trying to, you know, build up a bit of a savings and try to be wise, and I strongly encourage that. 
But at the end of the day, my hope is in him. Right? That check is, we're trusting you, God. You know, uh, well, let me end off here. Number three in your notes is this. It's putting it into practice. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take up another offering. No, that was last weekend. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to watch people's face. Like, you're going to what? You know, but uh, no, we're going to do something different. So I, I've been talking about giving thanks and showing thanks to God, primarily to God. I haven't said a lot about people. But this is, you know, this is where we live, right? We're human beings. We live with people. We have lots of people we connect with each week, each day. And uh, I want to end our time by, by doing an activity, or, or you know, really it's giving you some, some homework. You know, I said, uh, I think in some, one of my points, I said that you know, a thankful heart to God, the natural overflow of you know, loving God and having thankfulness towards God is to be thankful towards people, right? A natural result of loving God is to love people, right? A natural result of thanking God is to thank people. And 1 John 4, listen to this. This is a sort of a kicker verse. 1 John 4, verse 20 says, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And so what we want to do today is we want to, or I want to give us an opportunity to love on someone. To, you know, sort of to, to, to show that love to someone through, through a word of encouragement. And last, you know, last weekend we gave you $10. If you weren't here, you're like, what? But we gave uh, uh, all the, you know, you know each couple, each uh, single got ten, a $10 bill. Uh, and we said to you, go give that away, right? And by the way, please continue, keep sending in your stories. I've read some of the stories, and it's just awesome how God is using someone's obedience to just give $10 to someone. So please send those stories in. But what we want to do uh, today is we've got four tables, two on either side. And on each table, we've got these little yellow cards. And on each card, it says this. It says, I am thankful for you because... And your homework is, uh, in a second here, I'm going to you know, uh, encourage you to go to one of those tables. I just want you to take some time to think about who can I say thank you to? Right, who, and, and think about someone, think about someone in your world. It could be in your home, your neighborhood, where you work, at school, like wherever you live. Think about someone that, uh, that, that getting thanks is, uh, is not normal. Right? Think about someone who just, you know, my prayer is that God would bring that person to mind that needs this. It'll be like a cool drink of water in a desert. And uh, what we want you to do when I let you go is, is just go over there and, and again, uh, just write the person's name on it. Okay? And then and if, and if, you're, and if, if you want to write it out now, you can. But, but really, it's, it's two things. It's either, you know, put their name on it now so you remember, take it home write that thank you note out and either give it to them or send it to them this week or put their name on it, fold it up, put it in your pocket and let it be a reminder, let it be a reminder to connect with that person this week and to say thank you to them. Listen to this verse from Proverbs. 
This is out of the message. Listen to this. A spoken reprimand is better than approval that's never expressed. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm really good at judging. (laughs) I'm really good at being critical and voicing that. But where I need to work is on the other side of just expressing, you know what, you know what, you're amazing. Can I tell you how you've blessed my life? Does that make sense? So that's your homework for this week. Why don't, why don't we all stand up? JT's going to lead us in a song. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm just going to pray for us, and then when you're ready, <clears throat> head on over to one of these tables. There's pencils there. Write their name down, uh, and then uh, bless someone this week. So Lord... Uh, there's great power in words. And I pray, I pray right now that you would bring that person to mind that needs a blessing, that needs encouragement this week. I pray for clarity of who that is, and then I pray for for just clarity of of what to say, Lord. So we just give you this time. Make us a thankful generous people, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So JT's gonna lead us in a song as you're ready. Head off to one of the tables and then I'll come back in a few minutes and and end off the service.
I was thinking one of the indicators that you're growing that you're maturing as a Christian is in the area of thankfulness you know as you the the longer you walk with Jesus the closer you walk with Jesus the natural overflow is you're a gracious thankful person I really believe God's inviting us into like it's like you think you know me there's lots more there's just so much more of me. So let me, let me pray for us. Lord, I, uh, not just this week, this season of, of giving thanks, I pray that every day would be Thanksgiving Day for us. And I pray uh, for us as a church that uh, wherever you're little in our eyes, that you... We get into a new year and that you would just uh, you would just become bigger Lord I pray for lots of opportunities to step into those places where you can come and show your awesome self your powerful self your healing self your loving self just on and on and on and on all our needs covered by you Lord that's a big one for us that's a hard one to get our minds around our lives around But I pray, Lord, we want to experience as much of your bigness as we can this side of heaven. So we just offer ourselves again to you. We lay ourselves before you, Lord. As children, we come with with arms open wide, Lord. You're our Father. You love us. You know us. You know what we need. We just, again today, just commit ourselves to you. So bless each one. Bless each family represented here. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, well, bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Uh, Don't forget, again, Monday night at uh, Sunbury First Baptist. KT and I are going to be leading worship. Uh, We'll be wearing matching suits. Uh, Oh, and check out, there's different sign-ups as well. We bless you.